Infinite Scope is an organization that is dedicated to serving the community locally, nationally, and internationally. We do this through connecting people to resources by providing educational and leadership training, as well as meeting the need through tools and skills within our organization. We serve individuals. However, what makes us unique is that our goal is to serve other nonprofit organizations as well. We believe that serving our world should not be limited by minimum or maximum requirements, but should be done through the lens of serving all. There are infinite solutions for community needs. The goal of our podcast is to connect people with other like-minded individuals who are doing the work in various ways to impact the world around them. Join us as we talk with some amazing servant leaders who will also teach you how they impact others. Hello, everybody. I would like to just welcome you all once again to the Infinite Scope podcast. I am here with a good friend of mine, uh, very, 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 very motivational, very, uh, he does podcasts himself. And so I won't do it justice like how he does. He's a, he's definitely, when you hear his voice, you'll hear the voice of a radio person um, that can definitely draw people in. And um, he has just been an encourager to me since I've been in Boone, North Carolina. Um, And uh, somebody that I just know that has a heart for his community and for the people that he's involved in. Um, it's David Jackson. He is uh, the president of uh, the Boone Chamber. Um, and I will just uh, turn it over and let him introduce himself and tell him a little bit about himself to all my listeners. Man, I, I thought you were reading your own bio there. Um, <laughs> you are you are the motivator, man. We, we, we stick a quarter in Anthony Brumfield every once in a while and we say, we, we need some energy. Let's call Anthony. And and he brings it. He brings it. So um, no, always, always happy to be with you. Uh, and and you know, goes without saying here, we're super impressed and and always motivated by the work that that you and your entire family do here. Um, you know, we are we are glad to have you, and we'll keep you as long as we can uh, in this community. But um, I guess quick background on me: um, I've been in the high country since the fall of 1996. I was one of those uh, many folks that came to school at Appalachian State and uh, haven't left yet. Uh, I came up here in the fall of 96 to, to start life and, and found life here and uh, found uh, family here. Uh, my wife and I went to school together here and, and uh, started dating soon after college. And now we've got two beautiful little girls, not so little anymore, actually, um, that, um, that, that we are, are, are proud to raise here and, and, and have this community help in that. So, um, I, I worked in, uh, athletics at Appalachian state for 15 years, um, among the numerous roles that I had, uh, radio broadcaster for football, basketball, baseball, uh, and anything else external seemed to kind of come through my area. And, um, uh, in August of 2016, made the the conversion over to uh, the Boone Area Chamber of Commerce, and uh, really just kind of walked across the other side of King Street, um, you know, from from that perspective, and saw the community as a completely different place, uh, which was interesting. Once once I was able to get off of campus, uh, I realized that there were news storylines, things that I didn't even you know didn't even have on my radar, wasn't even aware of, and and it's been a challenge, but an exciting challenge to dive into some of those things and and. You know, I enjoy uh, my my job in athletics. I, I enjoyed being a connector. Uh, I felt like I connected an audience to a team that they loved or teams that they loved. Here, I enjoy being a connector uh, and, and working with our staff to connect businesses to other businesses that can help them, businesses to 
community, uh, you know, and vice versa from a resource perspective. And, and, you know, fortunately, unfortunately, you know, through the last year and a half, and, and then specifically here lately, we have, we have had to deal with a community that, that is looking for direction. Uh, and because of, of either COVID or tragic circumstances, and, and we enjoy trying to help be a part of whatever the ultimate um, you know, the ultimate plan becomes or, or the ultimate resolution may be. And sometimes that's coming up with, with very detailed plans. Sometimes it's just being, uh, um, you know, an ear to listen. Sometimes it's, it's helping a community grieve. Um, it, you know, no day is ever the same. And, and um, you know, we're, we're incredibly fortunate to be in a, in a position and in a town that, that um, you know, is as community focused as this one. Yeah, I, uh, I I agree. There, there's so many little things that you said throughout uh, your story that I I just um, agree with, and 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 I and it just reminds me. I remember when I transitioned out of university life into the town. Um, it's definitely two different things. The university world is this bubble. I tell people all, this all the time, that working at a university, you live in a bubble, you're usually around a lot of like-minded people. Um, and there are people that are, are different thought processes, but a lot of times, and so you, you, you look at this world and you think like, oh, this is exactly how it is. And this is how the rest of the world looks at it. Why, why isn't this making sense? And then you go into the town. And you and you leave you leave the university world and you start to interact with everyday people and then you begin to understand more. You may still not agree, but you begin to understand more, um, and it, and it shifts your perspective a lot. Um, and that that's one of the things that, yeah, I I have to agree with you on. Well, and 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 I don't necessarily think that's a a bad thing, you know, when, when you change your perspective, I, I think that university to town is one example, but, but I'm sure people that listen to this probably have their own example of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, for, for guys like us that, that you're right, we're, we're part of a very insular community. Uh, one that, that had uh, it's, it's very positive benefits to, you know, one of the things I liked about working on campus was that the dynamics changed every four years. Um, you've got a new crop of people in, new ideas, new perspective, um, new challenges, and 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 being challenged by students was fun, um, you know, for for many of us. But you know, when when you live in that world, you you also understand that there are norms to your job that become accepted, like um, especially in in the one that I worked in, and I would imagine you were very similar based on what you did, um, because you went hard at your job. You, you also tended to be friends with the people that you worked with, socialize with the people that you work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, your, your kids start to grow up together. You're, you know, you have relationships with people that are based on space, mm-hmm. not about your own ideals and philosophies and all that kind of stuff. So they become convenient. And then when you all of a sudden step away from that, number one, you're not a part of that anymore. So you lose the ability to connect with those people. But then, you know, for, for I think both of us, I think I can speak to the eye opening you know, ability to, to see a community in a different way. And, and that was really interesting for me because I'd lived here for, for nearly 20 years when I made that, that jump, I thought I had the place figured out. And then all of a sudden I'm like, who are all these people? Where have they been? They certainly don't come to football games, but, but it was like, it was like moving to a new town and, and falling in love with the place all over again. Um, so, so that was really special, but, but I, I agree that, 
for anybody that works inside of a large organization, be it a university, large corporate job. You know, you understand that that sometimes you roll with who you roll with on a daily basis, and that can be rewarding, but also limiting at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that uh, that relationship by proximity is real. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, I've, I've I've been through some transitions uh, over the past few years, and, and even before, and I've noticed that really it was the proximity that had the relationship going, and now that the proximity yep. is no longer there. The, the the relationship is not there. And so now I'm, I'm even more intent on that I have the conversations with people who I'm connected to, um, to see that we have the same ideals so that when the proximity changes, the relationship can still be there, right? Like a lot of my friends from undergrad, proximity has changed, but uh, the friendship is still there because our ideals and our thought process and our, our conversations were deeper than when's the next party or deep, <laughs> deeper than what video game we playing um, today. You know, uh, one of my good friends, I don't talk to on a consistent basis. I'm going to be interviewing him as well. Um, and and we watched each other grow and learn. And he went on this weight journey and I went on this weight journey. Uh, of losing weight and getting healthy. Um, and it's amazing to see these things and we're still interacting, interacting with one another, although it's not on an everyday basis. So I've learned that uh, relationships doesn't mean that you always got to be in the same place. And we think that a lot of times. And that's why relationships end up failing, especially friendships, right? We're not talking about marriage. Marriage, you do, you know, I mean, it's kind of hard to be without, with your spouse, like far away. But when we're talking about friendships and those relationships, proximity, if proximity is what keeps you, then it's harder to keep the relationship once that proximity changes. So, yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> um, speaking of which, with with relationships and stuff like that, you you have a unique role, right, with being over uh, the Chamber of Commerce. And typically your relationship with businesses is to help them help them become developed and stuff. But from what I know, and maybe it was happening before and I just got more involved because my friend is the president of it. <laughs> um, uh, but I feel like you've taken a different route of not just supporting businesses and being there with them, but also encouraging businesses to get involved with the nonprofit world. And nonprofits can be a part of the chamber. So it's not like you weren't showing support anyways before, but there's, You've just been a, a, a voice I've seen in different areas and, and utilizing uh, your influence in different arenas to be an advocate. Tell me about that. What motivated that to happen and, and what goes with that? Well, it, you know, it, it's interesting how it all, all it all started with with really one conversation. Um, I, I came to the chamber in August of of 2016 and probably in October of that year, um, you know, Again, radio background can't hide from that kind of stuff, right? So, um, so I um, I quickly found somebody um, you know that that could handle the technical stuff that that I used to have to deal with in in, in radio broadcasting and, and could put on a good show, right? So, got exposed to that that individual uh, at an event and uh, and and learned a little bit about what he did. His name is Ryan Gilbert. He runs Rigid AV, and I said, yeah. Yeah, I said, I have an idea for 
a community roundtable. But, you know, kind of go back to my university life for a second. We have this place in Boone. It's called Farm Cafe. Uh, and Farm Cafe is a feed all regardless of means. It's a, uh, a, just a beautiful place where, where people go and, and they're able to eat a meal if they can't afford a meal. If you want to go there, they cook amazing food. You can pay. You can pay for others. It's, and and the, the conversations that go on there are, are just amazing. Um, people that are college students, uh, people that are hard, you know, in a hard spot. People that are incredibly, you know, socially and, and well off and dependent uh, on no one, and they just want to go and, and to hear those groups interact is is just very powerful. So, that 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 business is in a place called uh, that used to be called Boone Drug. It, it was one of the uh, it was the original location of Boone Drug. Now they're a chain here in the high country or a family of stores, as they like to call it. Um, but but they that was the place where things went to get talked about. There was a group of of people, unfortunately, mostly old white men that used to sit around the counter and they would solve all the world's problems, both locally and globally. Uh, I don't know if they ever wrote letters to presidents, but I'm sure they probably thought about it. So anyway, this this place was the conversation place. And I told Ryan, I want to have a conversation there about something related to business. And I want to kind of play it like we're going to the old Boone drug. We're going to sit around the lunch counter and we're going to talk. And so that that quickly turned into because of a farm cafe was was relatively new. They're set up as a nonprofit. Um, at the same time, there were a couple of nonprofit agencies that were either getting into their big fundraiser for the fall or, or talking about. And, and as the new chamber guy, they were all coming running to, to talk about what their organization did, how the chamber could be supportive and that kind of thing. So as as I heard from all of these people, it was like, you know, every one of these people have a story to tell. But then there's another story to tell on top of that story. So you have all of these agencies, most of them support agencies. So you're talking about Hunger and Health Coalition, uh, incredibly uh, into our food insecurity issues. You have the Children's Council uh, of Watauga County, uh, really kind of runs the show when it comes to early childhood development up here. Habitat for Humanity, Farm Cafe, uh, and the list goes on. We, we ended up inviting um, nine nonprofits to the first uh, to this conversation. And, and we sat them all around. We all mic'd up the tables and everything. And we recorded this conversation. Um, and and we uh, we put it on the radio uh, one morning. And the only thing we asked of the agencies to bring, and this is where the second layer story comes. So they all got a chance to kind of say what they did and, and who they were, what their target audience was and that kind of thing. But then, you know, we wanted to show that these agencies employ a lot of local people. They spend a lot of local money in our community that, that doesn't go off the mountain for supplies, for salary, for, for all kinds of things. So we asked them to come. We said, we'll feed you. We're going to feature you. We need you to bring your operating budget number and how much, what a percentage of your operating budget gets spent in Watauga County or the high country. You know, we, we break it out because a couple of them are multi-county agencies. Mm-hmm. So of those nine people that, that came to, to represent their agencies, $14 million worth of, mm-hmm. of annual operating budget. And we didn't ask the big ones to come, right? We didn't ask Samaritan's Purse. We didn't ask the App State Foundation. These were, these were your day-to-day service-providing nonprofits. And they made up $14 million in annual operating budget, and they spent 95% of that money locally. As like, this is the story right here. It's, it's not a handout. You're, you're not going as a, as a head of a nonprofit asking somebody for a donation just to give me money. Let me stick my hand out and, and, mm-hmm. and you know, pass the plate and let, let's make this happen. This is about supporting not only local service infrastructure, but also the, the, the 
purchases Habitat for Humanity, buys all their lumber at New River Building Supply, and they and they employ X number of people. And it it's a community engine, and it's a very important one in this community because we've got such a philanthropic spirit here. I think that does come somewhat because of Samaritan's Purse being headquartered here, global organization, Wine to Water is another one that, that's got a global impact that's that's located here in the high country. Um but but we that's just what we do. It's just kind of like when you move to Boone, it's like, oh, hey, where are you from? Where'd you go to school? What nonprofit do you support? I mean, it, it kind of comes in that order. So yeah. we saw this as an opportunity to to number one, bring bring the larger issue together that that yeah. that our nonprofit business community makes up a significant part of our overall economy. So when you support nonprofits, you support our overall economy. But then also these agencies are doing mission critical work. They are the support structure that we need for so many things that that we just take for granted in making a tourism-based community function or a small community function. We need to highlight those things and, and give them a stage to be able to say, here's what it is we do. Here's what it is we do together. And here's why we're not competitive, that we don't view your donation here as a, as a slap of, across the face of an organization over here. There's so much overlap. We wanted to show that that there are a lot of different ways that these folks, uh, you know, kind of weave in, and and we just happen to be the right agency to come along. And and maybe it was the the just the transition that allowed us to really get into that perspective. And and now we 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 feel uh, very strongly that that some of our nonprofit partners are some of our best partners, and and they have done more for the business community and connecting to resources than the for-profit, for-profit um, uh, relationships can be sometimes. It's not always like that, but there are many that that have risen to challenges that that were never realized before because they just finally had an opportunity to say what it is they did and what they wanted to do. And and the rest is, is has been up to them. Hey, if you are loving what you are hearing, don't forget to follow us on all our social media, Facebook, Infinite Scope, and on IG at Infinite Scope. Now let's jump back into conversation with Anthony Bromfield. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's amazing how, like you said, it started with a conversation and then a bigger story came from it. And I and I I hadn't heard that interview, but that's amazing. Ninety five percent of their budget 95%. is spent. Is that is yeah. once again, and, and it's it's for supplies. You know, I think mm-hmm. I think one of the things that that may get lost because you know some people don't. They see a nonprofit, but they don't understand how it operates. You know, you mm-hmm. have to be incredibly careful with how you spend your operating dollars. So when you can, when you can eliminate things like shipping, when you can, when you can source locally, when you know that those local people are probably your donors too. I mean, there's, there's, that's realistic. You know, it's like, hey, we want to do business with somebody that that helps support us. Those relationships and those opportunities in a small community, especially, but any for any nonprofit anywhere. Those those make the the organization so much more efficient and and, you know, and and then more mission driven because of the efficiency. So you're able to do more with more because you have more uh, rather than spending it all over the place, just making willy nilly deals just to do it, to save a buck here or there. Sometimes you get more by spending a little bit more in your local community when it all comes back around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's. That's one of the old adages, right? Like you should spend money within your community a bunch of time before you send it out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you, when you're talking with businesses, how how would you describe it? How key is it that for-profit businesses invest in the nonprofits in the community? Um, you know, I, I think it's 
I think it's important for a number of reasons. I think I think that especially in a community like ours, um, we we see this as a, a community where where, you know, boundaries don't necessarily really exist a whole lot. Like, you know, some places where you work in a particular sector, you work in a particular side of town, you work for a particular business. That's what you do. That's who you are here in the high country. I, I think that those barriers get dropped and you become, yeah, you might work at the university, but you've got an interest you're the T-ball coach or you're the, the youth pastor or you're whatever, whatever your secondary community role happens to be outside of your job. So I think for for-profit businesses that understand that there is some camaraderie that comes from supporting an agency to have those outings, to have those those opportunities to collect, um, you know, non-perishable goods and 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 send them in the the uh, the simple gesture bags or or go and build a, a habitat house. There's a camaraderie that comes from that, but there's also a chance to position the business well. You now are positioning your business as one that cares about the community. You are showing that because you've got sweat equity in some of these projects. And and while you are helping the community, you're also positioning yourself as a community leader. And people tend to gravitate toward those businesses that seem invested in the local community. So there's no secret that with what Mass General Store does in all, not only in our community, but in every community, they've got a store. They make it a mission critical thing that their staff gets out. They support local nonprofits. They do supportive community work because they feel like that's that's what's involved in being a good community steward. It's not about trying to chase a buck down the road. It's like, hey, if we're good community partners and we help support people in the ways we can, when it when our time is is here and when we need to ask for help, people that are engaged with us that that have seen us as this community uh, icon, if you will, are going to come and and help us too. And we want that kind of circular relationship. And Mass is probably a leader up here in, in what that has done for them uh, amongst locals um, and 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 feel that way in, in every one of their communities. So I, I think there's a, a lot that can come from it. But I also think too that that in a small community, to kind of summarize this, we, we rely on these agencies. Um, you know, if you work in a job here in Boone, you've got a, and you've got a, a small child, and both parents work. Chances are you've got your kid in daycare, and without the Children's Council of Watauga County, that experience would be way different than it is right now, both from a quality standpoint and a quantity standpoint. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you, if you've got a job that that maybe isn't paying the living wage, which unfortunately in rural communities is often the case, without the Hunger and Health Coalition to support, you know, to support the Hunger and Health Coalition, that 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 is a resource that a lot of your employees may be utilizing. Um, and, and so to support them, you should pay them more first. But but if you can't pay them more, um, you know, you've got a support agency that's there. And the same with with, um, you know, so many others uh, that are up here. Uh, Habitat for Humanity is another one I mentioned a couple of times. They build some of the most affordable housing that we have in a community with no affordable housing. Um, if you're trying to hire people to come here, why would you not support the notion of that? It may not be that your employees live in a Habitat house, but the notion of of supporting a community effort to find better ways to help people live here in our area, in our county, um, is noble. And and I think that that we we can do the thing. We can make the widget. We can we can work the process. We can produce the item. But when you can also do that all while being a community steward and and somebody that that is looked at as as somebody that's trying to help rather than just take advantage, 
I, I think that people just view your business so much better. Yeah. Yeah. I, when I think about it, I think businesses not only should invest financially um, into uh, the nonprofits and all as well as any type of physical labor or anything that they can do. I think they also should invest by becoming real partners with these nonprofit organizations. And, and, and what I mean by that is they should, I think businesses should have the children's council for, for example, right? They should have information at their, in their employee lounge about the children's council and be able to when, when their uh, staff is starting when somebody's about to have kids or talking about adoption or whatever it is, they can say, hey, here is a resource that you may not know about. Or they are talking about um, I can't or affordable living or we're really struggling with food. You know what? Some some of us can't, we can't afford to maybe pay more. We can't, we're trying to pull on corporate office to do that. But I think like in those moments, if you can't do it because of whatever reasons, then not only should you invest your money by supporting those organizations, but you should partner with them by, by connecting your people to those resources so that they are able, it, it's just it's just about caring, caring beyond uh, here's your paycheck, you know? Right. And, and, I, and, and I'm not saying that we have businesses that are exactly like they don't care. They just want to give you a paycheck and keep it moving. But I think if we if we look at things more of a as a partnership and really connect that way, uh, our community will flourish even more. Well, and I think we can also say realistically that there are some businesses uh, in every community that are like that. It's a factory, right? Pay the you know, get the check, do the thing, um, move along. Um, I think that that when you start thinking about employee retention, when you think about uh, employee engagement, um, you know, what is it that separates you from the other place across the road that that employee can go and do the same thing, working the same hours, doing the same process, but be supported and also know that they are somebody that is supporting others. And when they, they say, I could go to the place that doesn't value me, they just want to pay me and get me out the door. Or I go to the place that will pay me about the same money and they do things. They go out together and they they get involved in the community. They they do things to better the community around us. I want to feel better about my – I don't want to just be the person sliding the thing down the line and, and move on to the next one. I want to make a difference. And and I think that, that that's an opportunity for businesses to give their employees that that chance to, to impact. You don't know how that can come back and pay you back as a business mm-hmm. so many times over. It could be that somebody says, you know, I always see the people from store XYZ down the street at every one of these nonprofit things, I think I'm going to start shopping there because I believe in the way that they support our community. And, and if that happens once, it's worth it. Um, but but the ba- the bigger picture and the, and the thing that I think we're all getting to is that uh, that shouldn't matter anyway. It's, it's about doing good for the communities that you're in. And, and we're fortunate in this community, we have a lot of businesses that act like that. Yeah, yeah. What is, um, what is something that you would want to say or that you think that uh, our listeners really need to hear. I I have some people that are business owners, some people that are thinking about becoming a business owner. What are are some things that you would say to them about just, I just just want you just to say, not a full prompt, just something that you would want to say to them. 
Oh man. Um, you know, I think that, um, I think that, that if, if I were to say anything, you know, when, when I, well, I'll frame it like this. When I, when I get a chance to, to talk to businesses that, that, um, and, and talk to business leaders, you know, we talk a lot about uh, transparency and, and the value in that, um, but also to, to reward, to, to understand that the things that you do, unless you're like the, the single proprietor person that, you know, is like the only CPA in the only CPA office, you know, um, you're the, the lone person. Um, teamwork is so incredibly valuable um, and, and teamwork it makes makes organizations better, makes people better, enhances skill sets, makes people feel better about what it is they're doing when they know that there's a strong team to back them up and, and to challenge and and grow their ideas and and make the organization better. Um, I think that 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 one thing I might say is invest in your team um, because your team is going to make it work or they're going to not make it work. And and when I say when they not make it work, that's the unmotivated team that just doesn't care because you don't. Uh, and, and I think asking yourself that question, what have you done today to show your employees that you care about them? Um, and, and it's not always necessarily tied to paying them. That, that's the easy answer. Uh, and that's unfortunately how we're valued. You know, I, I've had this conversation with someone recently uh, talking about taking another job. And it was like, well, this job doesn't pay me as much as my other job. It's like, yeah, but what about all of the things that you say you're about and you want to be about that this this job will offer you that this one doesn't? And like, there's joy, there's there's a renewed sense of purpose in life and all that kind of stuff that comes. So so sometimes it's the the little things that you can offer to people, like being flexible with children's schedules, being flexible with vacations. Um, you know, when when there's no work to do at four fifteen on a Friday and it's seventy five degrees outside closing the office 45 minutes early and saying, you know what, you guys have worked hard this week, get out of here. We all understand that people have got to do what they've got to do to keep the business solvent. We're not saying, you know, go run your business into the ground to, to make your team happy, but, but you, you have an opportunity to influence so many things that don't even come close to dipping into the till to pay somebody more. It could be just simply asking people how their day is and meaning it and wanting to listen and hear the answer. Um, we have a small staff here at, at our chamber. Uh, we've got three full-time employees, including me and, and some part-timers, about four that, that work uh, in the office as well. So we're close-knit. We have uh, right now, because of the pandemic, we're not, we're not all back in the office together. So we, we Zoom a couple of times a week. And, and we have one Zoom that's just dedicated to just getting together. There's the one like, here's the, here's the week, let's set the agenda. And then there's the, let's just check in. How's everybody doing? let's get some updates on what we've been doing, but let's just check in, um, in the last little bit here that that's been incredibly, um, needed, uh, when, when you're in a, a community where, where something happens, um, understand that that impacts your staff. Um, one of the, one of the people that, um, that I, I took some great advice from when I, when I got into this, um, this, this chamber world, um, he said to me, you know, you never know. He's like, you know, this was my first time really leading a, a, a true staff by myself, you know, and, and being the, the the top of the chain. I always worked for somebody else. I could pass the buck, right? Not me. It's him. You know, now I'm him. So um, so I, I, I asked this guy, I was like, what, what advice would you give? He's like, you know, listen, just just don't talk sometimes and just listen because you don't know what happens 
you know, when your staff goes home at five, you have no idea of knowing what's happened between five o'clock and 9 a.m. when they walk back in the next day. And you need to understand context and, and be aware so you can know that when that person is taxed and when they've had struggles with their kids, they won't go to sleep, they're, they're doing, you know, whatever, whatever things distract us when we're, we're out of the workplace. Um, don't be the one that's sitting there going, all right, let's get out there and produce today. You know, it's, it's more like, Hey, let's, you need a minute. You know, do you need somebody to talk to? Can we, you know, tell you what, let's go on a field trip. We're walking down the street and get a cup of coffee. And then you just break the monotony. You allow somebody to depressurize a little bit and then you bring them back in and chances are they're going to work harder because they feel appreciated. And, and uh, I think so many people get so fixated on the money. It's the bottom line, but that bottom line will be impacted by you being human more than it will be by you being the one that gets the most stuff out the the, the day. And I, I think that that would be, that would be part of my, my spiel to, to your, um, your business, your mythical yeah. business that you've created here. <laughs> uh, I, I really, I really appreciate it. And I, um, I just want to say thank you for taking the time out today. Um, at the time of this recording, uh, for my listeners, uh, we are dealing with a tragedy in our area. Um, and uh, we both, uh, in genuine friendship way, reach, uh, when we talked with each other before we recorded this, uh, gave each other an opportunity to say, hey, if you need to not meet, let's not meet. And we can do, and we still decided to meet. And so I'm thankful uh, for you to take the time out um, during, during this time of, of grief and, um, uh, for those who don't know, Boone is a very tight knit community. When some, when one person hurts, the whole community hurts. Um, and this is unprecedented times for us, uh, not just with the pandemic, but with all these, all the other things that are happening. Um, and so it's just a hard time. So thank you. Well, well, I appreciate it. And, and I mean, I, I, I know I reached out to you out of respect to what you mean to this community. You're you're a voice that people listen to, and you're a shoulder that a lot of folks um, come to, to to cry on, laugh on, what what have you. And and I knew that you would be in the middle of all of this too, um, helping people make sense of of what's senseless. And um, you know, we we have been trying to work. You know, you talk about different ways that chambers do things. Um, we're working with some local partners right now and trying to to come up with a, uh, a community uh, day or night of remembrance, um, you know, for, for the people that have been uh, lost in this, this tragedy that we're dealing with and have just seen an outpouring of support from businesses saying, yeah, we'll help whether it's money, whether it's supplies, whether it's uh, boots on the ground to take things to people. Um, you know, it's, it's been really special to see. And that's what makes, that's what makes it so hard to, to want to leave here. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. this is, you know, yeah, buildings might be bigger and there might be a target down the street, you know, um, occasionally, although buy local, that, that's more important anyway. Yes. It's, but it's, it's having a community that you're, you said it exactly right, man. When one of us hurts, we all hurt. And it has been a really tough place to be today um, because you don't like to see people just in, in despair. Um, but, but I know that you do incredible work in that regard and, uh, I'm always just, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm stunned by uh, every time I see you, it's like your impact is greater 
You're, you're like the planet that is Anthony Brumfield continues to grow. But but I, I just I, I respect you more than more than I could ever say and 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 know that that you're going to be helping a lot of people here, too. And and our, our team is working hard to do the same. And um, that, you know, part of what I said to you today was like, hey, you know what? Leaders have to lead when things aren't when things aren't always hunky dory or aren't always convenient. You know, we we, we got to keep pressing on and uh, and hopefully. Uh, taking the time doing this has is, is actually been nice. It's been a nice distraction for a few minutes. We got some some tough days ahead, but uh, but always appreciate it. Anytime you call, man, I'll answer the phone. Yeah, yeah. Thank thank you, David. Once again, um, continue to continue to be the staple. I feel like you are in the community. Um, that voice uh, that not only reaches businesses but reaches people. Uh, you are you are somebody like I said that that motivates and I. Um, I'm always motivated and encouraged by you and love being in the space. And so th this was a treat for me today um, to be able to have this opportunity to speak with you. Uh, I'm hoping that all, all you listeners that have heard it today that you've been able to take away something. Um, I will put in the uh, chat and stuff and uh, the, the comments for you all to see uh, the link for the Boom Chamber and stuff so that y'all could just see how our chamber does. I really, really feel like our chamber is a premier chamber in the way that they do things and the way that we interact with uh, businesses and nonprofits and just our community as a whole. Uh, and if there's something that you wanna see and you're interested in learning more about your chamber and you just have questions, you can ask us and we'll connect you to where you can um, connect with that chamber and, and see how it can help you either in your nonprofit world and your for-profit world, or just, hey, I have an idea and I don't know what to do with it. Um, we would love to assist you in all those ways. So uh, thank you all and hopefully y'all have a great day. Thanks. We hope that we have connected you to a new resource a new way of thinking, or simply encouraged you. As we continue to prepare to serve those around us, we ask that you partner with us. You can do this financially or coming along and volunteering in other capacities. If you are interested in partnering with us, please email anthony at infinitescope.org. Remember, follow the highway and you'll probably arrive at a destination. Follow your heart and you may leave a trail. In service and solidarity, I am Anthony Brumfield. Thank you for listening.